your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 267 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Today, we got a special treat for you guys, a crossover edition with Mr. Gil Martin of Locked On New York Islanders. We've done a couple crossovers with Gil in the past. You know, during last season, there was an instance where I can remember that the Rangers and Islanders played each other. I think it was like three times in eight days or something like that. So we did a couple crossover episodes during that stretch, and I'm sure we'll be doing plenty more this season as well because, as we all know, Rangers and Islanders set to play each other eight times, including Thursday night, which will open the season for both teams. Game starts at 7 o'clock Eastern time, and then they'll also play each other again on Saturday. So Rangers and Islanders starting the season off with two games against each other. Doesn't get much better than that. Uh, Gil and I, we also talk about the realigned divisions this season, and of course, we give some predictions for Rangers versus Islanders on opening night, and uh, more specifically, what we would each like to see from our respective teams, other than obviously starting the season with a win and getting those all-important two points, especially in a 56-game season. But uh, just so there's no confusion, it is Tuesday right now as I'm recording this. Gil and I recorded our conversation on Monday evening, and earlier today on Tuesday, I also recorded an interview with a former New York Ranger. Uh, That interview will be tomorrow's episode, Wednesday's episode. I will reveal who that guest is a little bit later in the episode today. For now, the only hint I'm going to give you guys is that he was a member of a Ranger team that went to the Stanley Cup Finals. So go ahead, mull that over, and for right now, enjoy our conversation with Mr. Gil Martin from Locked On New York Islanders. All right, welcome back, Ranger fans and Islander fans. We have a special crossover edition for you guys tonight. This is John Chick with Locked On New York Rangers, joined by Gil Martin of Locked On New York Islanders. Gil, how are we doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you? Well, it's a new year, and we've got hockey just two nights away, and specifically the Rangers and Islanders just three nights away, and just definitely looking forward to that. Obviously, there's some crazy things happening in the world right now, and I think a lot of people are probably going to be up for uh, you know just kicking back and watching some hockey in a couple of nights here. Oh, I can't wait to get started. You know, it's been such a strange year and hockey in the middle of the summer, no hockey in the fall, but uh, bring it. I-, I am so ready to get this season underway. Amen. And uh, one of the first things I wanted to ask you about, uh, you know, regarding the Islanders, obviously uh, the, Mar- the Matt Barzell situation, it's getting a little dicey there, but he gets a three-year deal from the Islanders. Looks like he's going to be ready to go for opening night. Uh, were you getting nervous at all there? And do you think that the contract he got ended up being fair? I was a little nervous. Uh, I mean, I knew he would sign because every indication that I heard was, you know, the negotiations were amicable. Both of them wanted to get a, a deal done, but that salary cap situation just got in the way. Uh, but then, you know, time keeps going by and you're like, wow, he's less than a week away and he still hasn't signed. So, yeah, I started to get a little nervous out there. But I, I think, you know, in this day and age, being a professional hockey player is a 365, 24-7 kind of a job. It's not like the old days when these guys had to, you know, play themselves into shape or get into shape during training camp. So hopefully Barzy's ready and, and the Islanders certainly need him. No question about that. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, selfishly, I was thinking like, well, you know, maybe if this holdout goes on a little longer, maybe the Islanders don't have him against the Rangers for the first two games of the season. But at the same time, it's like, I don't really want to see that happen where like, 
you know, the Islanders don't have their best players ready or the Rangers don't have their best players ready. I want, I mean, this is Rangers Islanders. We want to see both teams be able to put their best foot forward on opening night and uh, just settle it on the ice with, with their best players. Absolutely. And that's the way it should be. And, and I love the fact that we're coming up to this new season and, you know, it's going to be eight Rangers versus Islanders games, four at the Coliseum, four at the Garden. Uh, you know, may not be fans or many fans at these games, but uh, you know what? People be yelling at their TV sets, and it's great to have that many Islanders-Rangers games being played in one season. Absolutely. And uh, that kind of leads us into, I know something that we wanted to talk about here was just basically the new structure of the NHL this season. You got Four divisions, obviously the Rangers and Islanders will both be in the East, and uh, every team in the NHL will only play division opponents. And uh, so the Rangers and Islanders are going to be seeing a lot of each other, as you mentioned, going to play each other eight times. Uh, you know, given these circumstances that are out of everybody's control that have dictated the realignment here, I mean, do you like this idea, 56-game regular season and, and, you know, Rangers and Islanders seeing a bunch of each other, not to mention all the other divisional matchups? Yeah, you know, I think it's the best they could do given the circumstances. And I hope it works because, you know, we've already seen, what, three or four teams have, uh, you know, practices shut down and a couple of games postponed for the Dallas Stars. And you you really don't want to see that happen. But, uh, look, I think under the circumstances, this was the best they could do. And I think it'll bring some real intensity and excitement when you have a lot of back-to-back games and a lot of games against your biggest rivals. Uh, And you know what? No question about it. You're going to earn a playoff spot in this tough division that the Rangers and the Islanders find themselves in this season. Yeah. I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth and, you know, just to kind of build on that. And it's no disrespect to any of these teams in the Western conference, but to be honest, I don't really need to see the Rangers play the Coyotes twice a season or the Minnesota Wild twice a season, (laughs) you know, especially because there's no history there at all. And, you know, I don't want to see that in place of more Ranger Islander games, in place of more Ranger Flyer games, Ranger Bruins games even, you know. Give me these division matchups. And, you know, the East division is absolutely stacked. I think it might be the best in the NHL under this new alignment. And, man, you said it. I mean, if you make the playoffs coming out of this Eastern division, you got to finish in the top four. Uh, that's no small accomplishment. You will have definitely earned your spot in the Stanley Cup playoffs this year. No doubt. And I think there's going to be two playoff quality teams that are going to be on the outside looking in when this season is over in the East Division. I mean, on paper, you know, you've got six teams that really are good enough to make the playoffs if we were going under the old format. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse just happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. 
com. Wanted to let you guys know about Locked On Bets. 2020 is mercifully over. It is time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and you want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. You know, obviously, Rangers Islanders just a couple of nights away here. Is, is there anything that you know, you really want to see out of this Islander team other than obviously two points, anything big that you got to see them do on opening night here? Well, a couple of things. I mean, offensively, they need to pick things up. They were 24th in the league in goals scored. Getting Matt Barzal back is a help. Getting Jean-Gabriel Pajot there for the whole season is a help. But the Islanders are going to need some of those younger players, whether it's an Oliver Wallstrom or a Kiefer Bellows, to step up their offensive game and help the power play and the offense click. And then defensively, obviously, no more Johnny Boychuk because of his eye injury. They traded Devon Taves. Do they have the depth on the blue line to play the defensive style of hockey that they want to play? So those, to me, are the two biggest issues facing the Islanders heading into the season. How about you with the Rangers? What are you looking at? I mean, I think one of the biggest things I want to see is the Rangers stay out of the penalty box, specifically in the first five minutes, because I don't know if you remember, I don't know how much of the Rangers you got to see last season, but man, the first half of the season, the penalties were just out of control. And look, penalties are going to happen. It's hockey. You can understand that, you know, if there's a scoring opportunity for your opponent and you have to trip somebody down or hold somebody to prevent a good scoring chance, then okay, you know, these things happen. But it felt like in October and November and even into December last season, Every Ranger game, five minutes into the game, you know, you've got a penalty in the neutral zone that you don't need to take. Now the other team's on the power play. The Rangers struggled on the penalty kill last season. So that's, uh, you know, you're playing with fire. And even if you don't give up a goal, you know, you're not exactly storming out of the starting blocks there because you got to be back on your heels defending defending a power play. So give me that. Give me no penalties in the first five minutes. And hopefully, you know, let's say two or less for the whole game. Um, and then I would also say uh, I'd like to see somebody get their first career goal, either Alexi Lafreniere, who I'm sure a lot of people have heard of, obviously the number one overall pick in the draft, or uh, Julian Gauthier, who's going to be one of his linemates. Gauthier has only played uh, 20 career NHL games. He does seem to have some upside, kind of a unique blend of speed and uh, strength, but hasn't found the net just yet. So I'd like to see one of them uh, get that monkey off their back right away in the first game there. One thing that I think is going to add a little spice to the rivalry, not that it needs any spicing up, (laughs) but I think, you know, you have the two young Russian goalies in Igor Shosturkin for the New York Rangers, and then, you know, for the Islanders, uh, Ilya Sorokin. These two guys, great goaltenders, and they may both be there for the next five, ten years I think that'll just add another level of excitement and and intensity to what is already an intense rivalry between these two teams. Yeah, I'm with you there. I mean, I know Ranger fans were very, very excited about Igor Shosturkin. Obviously, it was a very small sample size last year, but he played very well. And uh, he's played well just about everywhere he's ever played hockey. Uh, With the Islanders goalie situation, is is Sorokin, do you think he'll be the man? Do you think he ends up with the most starts this season? Or how how do you see that shaking out? I, I think early on, Varlamov will get the majority of the starts, maybe 55, 45 uh, percentage. But then as the Islanders get a little bit more comfortable with Sorokin and he makes the adjustment to the smaller North American rink and life in the National Hockey League, I, I think by the end of the season, you may see a 50-50 spot, uh, split. 
And if the Islanders make the playoffs, I think it'll be whoever's the hot hand will get the starting nod in the postseason. Yeah, it's interesting because I feel like with the Rangers, it might sort of be the opposite of that, where at the beginning of the season, I think you're going to see, I think it'll definitely be Igor Shesterkin on opening night. By all accounts, he's doing great in practice. He's been very good in the scrimmages as well. And uh, Alex Georgiev struggled in the first scrimmage, bounced back with a nice uh, scrimmage on Sunday. But I think early, you know, you'll see Shesterkin maybe get slightly more than half of the starts over Georgiev. But I just get the feeling by the end of the season that uh, there will be enough separation between Shesterkin and Georgiev that Shesterkin will be the man. You never know for sure. I mean, it's a short season. Maybe Georgiev gets hot at a certain time and the Rangers end up going with him for a while. But there's no reason to think if you're a Ranger fan that, uh, you know, it's not going to be Shesterkin uh, going as the franchise goalie going forward. Yeah, and, and I just, again, I think that for years to come, assuming these guys are both the real deal that most scouts say they are, it's going to be a great rivalry between two great goalies and, and two teams that finally seem to be on the upswing at the same time. Yep. It's been a long time. Absolutely. And, you know, that actually reminds me of something we talked about last season, because I remember the Islanders and Rangers played each other like three times in eight or nine days, something like that. And we did a couple of these crossovers, you know, pregame shows, postgame shows, the whole nine yards. And one of the things we mentioned is that for as great as this rivalry is, we haven't seen them play each other in the playoffs since 1994. Could this be the year? Are, are we ready for this, Gil? Are we ready for Rangers Islanders in the playoffs again? I'm past ready. I was ready in 1995. <laughs> but, you know, you I mean, uh, there you go. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, look, four teams in this division are going to make the playoffs, and they're going to play each other, you know. Two. So, basically, if they don't play, play each other in the first round and they both win, they'll play each other in the second round of the playoffs, again, assuming – both teams make it and we already agree that won't be the easiest thing in the world this year but right. I, I think that adding a playoff series for the first time in you know 26 plus years 27 years by the time we get to the playoffs this year that will again just really ratchet up the intensity in this already intense rivalry Wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Lockdown New York Rangers is brought to you by Bet Online. Are we ready for some football? The NFL regular season has concluded, and there are some big time playoff matchups right around the corner. And there is only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner by going on Twitter and going to at betonline underscore AG to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use promo code locked on for your sign up bonus. Once again, that is promo code locked on in all caps and you will get your sign-up bonus. Hashtag BetOnline. Want to also let you guys know about the NHL season preview. Remember, it is not too late to listen to the Locked On NHL season preview series on the Locked On NHL podcast. Get intel on all 31 NHL teams and fantasy waiver wire ads from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. Speaking of playoffs, something else I got to ask you about. Obviously, the New York Islanders, they made a heck of a run in the postseason last year. A six-game series with Tampa Bay until they were eliminated in overtime. But, I mean, it was impressive because they were the only team that 
participated in the qualifying round that ended up making it all the way to the conference finals. So, I mean, how much fun was that for you to watch that run? And did it start to feel at a certain point like, wow, man, we're going to do this. We're going to the Stanley Cup and we're going to win it. I mean, did it get to that point with you and other Islander fans? I think a lot of Islander fans got very enthused. And you got to remember, this was the first trip for the Islanders to the conference final since 1993. So, you, you know, 27 years is a long time. There's a whole generation of Islander fans who don't even remember that, let alone remember the four straight Stanley Cups in the early 80s. So, yeah, there was a point where I don't know if I expected it to happen, but I certainly thought it was a realistic possibility. And it was really heartwarming to see this franchise, which has been down for so long, go on a nice long run to the conference finals. Absolutely. And uh, want to ask you a little bit about, you know, training camp and the practices and all that good stuff. Is, is there anybody on the Islanders that you're hearing about who's kind of maybe increases stock a little bit? Somebody who might be moving up the depth chart, somebody who might, you know, be primed for a little bit of a breakout season. Any, anybody who fits that description for you? Yeah, I mean, on, on defense, Noah Dobson is going to have to step up and replace Devon Taves and, and Johnny Boychuk. And, you know, he was sort of the seventh defenseman last year. He's going to have to be, uh, you know, a top six guy and, and certainly on the second power play unit as well. And then it, it becomes, to me, the, the two young forwards, whether it's Kiefer Bellows or, or Oliver Wallstrom, the Islanders need to get some more scoring on that third line. And they need at least one of those younger players to join Jean-Gabriel Pajot and give him a little bit of juice on that third line. How about you with the Rangers? Uh, yeah, I mean, I could throw out uh, Ke'Andre Miller for sure. He's a defenseman. The Rangers selected him in the first round uh, in 2018. And it's interesting because when we had the whole return to play thing that was going on in the summer and these teams are doing training camp before the playoffs start, that was unique in and of itself. But every team was allowed to have one player at training camp who was not eligible to play in the postseason, and Ke'Andre Miller was that player for the Rangers, and they were very impressed with him then. You go, you fast forward, you know, all these months to training camp now. He's showed very well for himself in the training camp and in the scrimmages. They actually, in uh, Sunday's scrimmage, had him out there with Jacob Truba, and it's gone from a point where, like, well, you know, maybe he has a, he's a little bit of a long shot to make the opening night roster. I think it's at the point where it's almost being expected because I don't think they're going to put him and Truba out there together in a scrimmage four days before the start of the regular season, unless they're really thinking about doing this. And I think, you know, when you look at the Ranger bottom two defensemen, it could be some combination of Jack Johnson or Brendan Smith. They're not exactly world beaters at this point in their careers. So I think it's K Andre Miller's for the taking. And I think he really might end up being out there on opening night and he might just never look back. And, uh, to throw one other guy out there, I'll throw Brett Howden out there a little bit as well. And uh, again, you know, I'm sure we have Islander fans listening to this. Anybody who may not know him, he's not exactly a household name. But he was somebody that the Rangers received when they traded Ryan McDonough and JT Miller to the Tampa Bay Lightning. And for the most part, he hasn't really made that big of an impact since he's come over to the Rangers. But with Mika Zibanejad being absent from practice, uh, you know, for pretty much all of training camp here, he's gotten a chance to center the top line between Chris Kreider and Pavel Buchnevich, and all indications are that he's looked pretty good. So if the Rangers have to be without Mika, and that's still up in the air for opening night, uh, it looks like Brett Howden's ready to jump in there, and, and hopefully, I mean, he's not going to fill Mika's advantage at shoes. Very few players can do that, but it looks like he at least could, you know, do his part and uh, and lead that line to some success. Yeah, it should be uh, very interesting to watch. Your thoughts about Thursday's game as we head into the season opener? Man, I don't even know what to expect. I could see this going one of a, about a million different ways. And I, I, it's something I'm going to ask you about as well, but I'll weigh on, the, on this first. 
I don't know whether to expect this to be like a typical Ranger Islander game where there's all this nastiness and there's a couple of fights and all those good things. I almost don't expect that to happen in this first game just because it's opening night for both teams. Everybody's aware that it's only a 56-game regular season as opposed to an 82-game regular season. So every single game takes on that much more importance. So I get the feeling it might not feel like a typical Ranger Islander game in terms of the amount of nastiness on the ice. Now watch, I'll say that, and there will be three fights in the first period. But <laughs> but, but I, that's just my gut instinct. And then I get the feeling, of course, they play again on Saturday. I feel like that's when we could see some of that Ranger Islander chippiness, nastiness, whatever you want to call it. But I think that first game... Uh, at least by Ranger Islander standards, might be a little bit cordial uh, just because both teams know they got to get a win here. But uh, what do you think? Just general thoughts on, on the uh, matchup here. I agree with you that Saturday night is probably when the bad blood will start to boil over because anytime you got the second uh, game of a back-to-back kind of a situation, and we'll have a lot of them this year, uh, that's when you have these little grudges that come up and, hey, that guy gave me a dirty hit in the last game, I've got to yep. get him back, that kind of a thing. I, I think that, you know, the intensity level in some ways will be ratcheted up because each game is that much more important in a truncated schedule than it normally is. And, I mean, as far as the Islanders go, I just know that Barry Trotz will have them ready to play. And I, I expect we're going to see a, a clean, good physical hockey game on Thursday night. I'm with you there, man. You know, sign me up for that. And, uh, One other thing that I wanted to ask you about is, uh, you know, it's kind of become a running joke on my show. Like ever since I started this podcast, I've always kind of been campaigning for the Rangers to bring back Derek Broussard, especially because they were really thin at center going into last season. And even now, probably one of their thinner positions. And I just like him. I think he's a versatile player. Obviously, he spent last season with the Islanders, a little bit up and down for you guys. But he ends up going to Arizona on a one year, one million dollar contract. Would you have liked to had? Derek Broussard back this season, or were you cool with letting him walk now that he's getting a little bit older? I was okay letting him walk, not because I don't like Derek Broussard. I think that he is still a useful role player, uh, and I like his versatility. He could play center. He could fill in on the wing. He can give you second power play minutes when you need to. But I just think that the Islanders have too many players with similar skill sets to his, and that – with the cap being such a tight squeeze right now, it didn't make sense for them to bring him back. Better off to give some of these younger guys, whether it's a Michael Dal Cole or an Oliver Wallstrom or a Kiefer Bellows, a shot at that kind of a role. So I, I, I think that he could have helped the Rangers. I think he will help the Coyotes. But I just don't think that this year he would have been a, a good fit to bring back to the Islanders. I got you. And uh, do you want to throw out a prediction for this game as far as, you know, a final score or somebody to score a goal? Any, anything that you got for, uh, for Thursday here? Anders Lee gets the game winner, 3-2 Islanders in overtime. I have 3-2 Rangers in overtime, also in overtime. Uh, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't really thought of a, a game winner. You know, I could just say Panarin, but then again, it's like that's just kind of the predictable thing to say. Oh, man. Um, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to go with Panarin in overtime. It might be the the standard answer, but in a lot of cases, it's also going to be the correct answer. So give me Artemi Panarin in overtime to get them the win. Should be a great game. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and Gil, uh, pleasure talking hockey as always, and we will definitely have to do this again throughout the season. I mean, our, our teams are playing each other eight times, so I'm, I'm sure we'll do this again. Absolutely, and hopefully again before a playoff series if everything breaks right. John, thanks so much. Always a pleasure. All right, once again, a big thanks to you guys for tuning in. A big, big thanks to Gil Martin as well for doing this crossover episode, taking a look at the season opening tilt, 
which of course is Rangers versus Islanders at Madison Square Garden on Thursday at 7 o'clock. Earlier in the episode, right in the intro there, I teased that we were going to have a former New York Ranger be our guest on the show. The interview's already recorded. It's going to be tomorrow's episode. Very, very excited about this. He was indeed a member of a Ranger team that went to the Stanley Cup Finals. More specifically, he was a member of the 2014 New York Rangers, and that New York Ranger is Marty St. Louis. You heard that correctly. I'm as surprised as anybody else, but Marty St. Louis was nice enough to join me as a guest on the podcast. Uh, We talked for about 25 minutes or so, talking a little bit about his early career and then obviously his time with the New York Rangers as well. So I am beyond thrilled to be able to give that episode to you guys tomorrow. I'm going to look to set it live around, I don't know, let's say 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. And uh, yeah, you guys will have that to look forward to. And anybody who's participating in the Locked On New York Rangers Fantasy Hockey League, we got our draft tonight. 20 teams should be very interesting. Hopefully it doesn't go all night, but uh, we'll see how it goes. But a lot of fun things coming up on Locked On New York Rangers, not the least of which is, of course, the start of the Rangers season on Thursday night against the New York Islanders. Could not be more excited for that. But that will do it for today. Make sure you catch tomorrow's episode. And if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And be sure to give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. See you next time.